We are glad to announce we have partnered with Thrive Fantasy for the upcoming NFL season. Come prop up on Thrive Fantasy this season. In case you don't know what Thrive Fantasy is, Thrive Fantasy is a daily sports app for player props. Thrive Fantasy has eliminated the need to do countless hours of research because they only ask you about the top tier athletes in respective sport. For this NFL season, Thrive allows you to choose 10 out of the 20 player prop options to build your lineup. Each prop has a fantasy point total associated with the over or under based on its likelihood to occur. The most points a selection is worth, the riskier it is. Rack up the most points to win a share of the prize pool. Thrive has awarded over $1.4 million in prizes since launching in 2018 and has $50,000 guaranteed in prizes for NFL Week 1. Use promo code PODCAST when you sign up today and you will receive an instant $20 bonus on your first deposit of $20 or more. Download Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or Play Store or by visiting their website, thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and prop up today. What's up, guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Last Take Sports Podcast. And in this episode, we will be catching up on the previous two weeks in the NFL season, which are week 13 and week 14. But before we start in this episode, we want to announce that we've actually made a TikTok account. And yes, we've been on Instagram, we've been on Twitter, we've been on Snapchat, but now we have a TikTok account. You can follow that at Last Take Sports Pod. And it should be really fun. It's at Last Take Sports Podcast, excuse me. And for also another announcement, for the next three weeks, we are planning on uploading every day. That may change, but as of right now, that is the plan. We want to give you guys more con- or content and be more consistent with our uploads. So that's what's going to be happening the next couple of weeks. That's the recent news around the podcast right now. So new TikTok account, make sure you follow that at Last Take Sports Podcast. And we're going to be trying to upload more consistently trying to do every uh, day for the next three weeks. We'll see how that goes, but let's get right into it. And as I said, we will be talking about week 13 and 14 in the NFL season. So let's get right into it. And to start off, first topic is, should we be concerned about the Steelers or Saints? Because the Steelers have lost their last two in a row. And the Steelers lost to the Washington football team, which that was a game they shouldn't have lost. And the Bills game, that, that was the Bills are just a really good team. We'll get into that, but I that that's a game that they maybe should have lost. I understand that loss, and it's a tough game. But the the Washington football team, that is a game that they shouldn't have lost. And the Steelers right now aren't looking too good. And you of course you have the Saints, they lost their last game against the Eagles. Their defense just looked awful. And they typically have a top defense, especially this season. They've been playing very, very well, and their defense just looked awful against Jalen Hurts, who had his first start in an NFL game and ran for almost 110 yards on them. Like, that's insane. And normally, they don't give up 110 yards to a running back, let alone a quarterback. So that's something the Saints could possibly be concerned about. So in general, should we be concerned about the Steelers or Saints? And one last thing before... Uh, you talk about this, Henry. The Saints did lose their last game in week 14 against the Eagles, and they also have the Chiefs coming up week 15, so you can might as well draw up a second loss in a row for the Saints. So with the Steelers having already lost two in a row and the Saints about to lose their second in a row, basically, because the Chiefs, you just can't beat them, Do you, should we be concerned about either of these teams? 
Andrew, in the Steelers case, very much so because there's two things. Their defense is fine. Their defense is very good. There's some injuries there, but I, I think this is overall one of the best defenses in the league, and they'll be significantly better in the next coming weeks because they're just that talented and just that great of a defense overall. On the offensive side, I'm very worried because they can't run the ball, and especially when you get into the playoffs, you need to be able to run the ball, and they average below, I think, three yards per carry, which is horrible, and they have so many drops. And when the weather gets colder, it becomes harder and harder to catch the ball. And when they've had so many drops throughout the entire season, I mean, what leads you to think that it's not going to continue, especially when the weather gets significantly colder? And in the Saints' case, their rush defenses will be fine. I mean, we've seen it all season. You can't run on them. Jalen Hurts, as you mentioned to me before the podcast, Andrew, there's no really scouting on him. We haven't really seen him play at all. So I think – I mean, they'll get used to stopping the run again. The, the Chiefs won't be able to run the ball against them. But, I mean, the offense will be fine. Drew Brees, I think, will come back eventually. And when he does, his offense is significantly better. Taysom Hill is showing why he probably isn't the answer in the future at quarterback, leading me to believe that there's a possibility that the Saints do take a quarterback in this upcoming NFL draft. And – when they get Drew Brees back, I think they'll be significantly better. I think with Drew Brees, they probably could beat the Chiefs, but because they don't have Drew Brees, I don't think there's any way they're going to beat the Chiefs, Andrew. Yeah, and the Steelers, I can't say they should be concerned because I believe they will be okay, but there are some concerning things about this team. And number one, you said it yourself, the drops, starting with Deontay Johnson. I think he dropped three balls or something like that against – the bills that is just something you can't do especially in these big games that all could have went for first downs also eric ebron hasn't been that reliable he's been becoming one of big ben's favorite targets but when you can't catch the ball in wide open situations when can you so deontay johnson and eric ebron need to fix that uh james washington has actually been playing very well so that's an upside of course you chase claypool has been uh a really great rookie for them. And Juju Smith-Schuster is always, uh, for the most part, reliable. And Big Ben, he, he's tough to figure out because you know he's been great throughout his career, but as he's been getting older, he's just been, been becoming less mobile. And when you can't protect him, it becomes a problem because he can't escape that pocket. So once he snaps that ball and there's been become some sort of pressure, he is stuck in that pocket. He can't ex- escape. So the, the question is, can Pittsburgh's O-line become stronger down the stretch? Because that's what they need to do. And especially with COVID going on, they need to stay healthy in terms of injury-wise and COVID-wise. They need to be responsible and be there to pr- protect Big Ben. And also the drops are a big problem. The defense is fine. There's no need to worry about the defense. But Big Ben and that Steelers offense, they need to figure it out because as of right now, it's not it. And I haven't been mentioning that run, that run offense has not been doing anything. The the James Conner, Benny Snell, they have not been doing anything. So they need to figure that out as well. In terms of the Saints, I am not worried as long as Drew Brees returns at some point this season. And it can even be in the playoffs. As long as Drew Brees is taking snaps at quarterback, by the time the season slash playoffs end that they, there should be nothing to worry about with the saints team. I think they, the defensive 
wise, they just had a bad game. And like you said, there has not been much film to watch on Jalen Hurts in this Eagles offense. So there were things that they couldn't really game plan for. And the majority of that was Jalen Hurts. Now they, they know what they're, what's coming for them and going forward. And they know what a game plan, they'll be back to normal. Believe me, the Saints will be fine. Steelers, that offense is just looking really rough. So that's all I have to say about them. But speaking of the Steelers and the team they uh, previously lost to, the Buffalo Bills, are, are they Super Bowl contenders? Because the Buffalo Bills are looking really, really good. And Josh Allen, uh, we'll talk about that in the next segment, but he could possibly be solidifying him, himself as a contender for the MVP race down the stretch with how good he's been playing in the Bills in general. So do you think this Bills team can contend for a Super Bowl among the AFC monsters like the Chiefs? And I know they beat them, but the Steelers are still a tough team to play week in and week out. Yeah, Andrew, I think they are probably the second best team in the AFC. I think they're one of the best teams that has a chance to match up with the Chiefs. I know we keep talking about the Chiefs like they're just the, the greatest team in the world, and they probably are the best football team in the world. So that's why we talk about them like they are that. So I think they're definitely a Super Bowl contender. I think they're the second best team in the AFC behind the Chiefs, obviously. So for sure, in my eyes, they are a Super Bowl contender, Andrew. Yeah, I agree. And of course, we knew this offense was going to be good. Josh Allen, we knew coming into the season, he was going to be a solid quarterback, but we did not know he was going to be this good. And he has just been so, so good, whether it's doing it with his legs and running or sitting in the pocket and making the throws he needs to make. And we're questioning his accuracy. And he has been super accurate, especially with the deep ball. But what really strikes me is how you know he's becoming a better quarterback he's been throwing that deep ball a little less coming into this third year he's settling for the right throws not not the big play he doesn't need the big play every single time he still has a couple nice deep ball throws a couple that are incomplete a couple that are nice plays but he's not throwing as many which is what we need to look for he's making the right throws and the safe throws which he needs to start doing and he's been becoming less of a reckless quarterback and he's been been becoming a smarter quarterback so Josh Allen has definitely developed very well and that's helped this Bills team a lot offensive line has been playing very well protecting Josh Allen and of course you Stefan Diggs who's made a huge leap in his performance from the previous year coming on to the Bills and playing outstanding for Josh Allen and becoming that number one weapon that Josh Allen needed because he did not have that great of weapons in his uh, previous two seasons. But this third season, he is Stefan Diggs. And you see that's really helping him out. That running offense is not really doing much for him. Can't create much in the play action game. But once they get that going with uh, the duo of Devin Singletary and Zach Moss, that can start opening up that play action game, hopefully. And that defense has been playing very well. You saw against the Steelers. I know the Steelers don't have the best of offenses, even though they are a really good team. That Bills defense is starting to play very well, not just against the Steelers, but in previous games as well. So are the Bills Super Bowl contenders? Yes. And I'm even going to go as far as saying, I believe the Bills are the one team I think that can take down the Chiefs. And just because that defense is playing so much better, if that defense can contain Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen can put up enough points against that uh, Chiefs defense. I think you could see the Bills in the Super Bowl over 
the Kansas City Chiefs. But that game will be a shootout, hoping we see that game. But if, if that game is played, that will be a shootout. And I think that game could end up in 30 points each for each team and somewhere in that range. But if the Bills defense can contain Mahomes enough in that Chiefs offense and Allen can put up enough points, I think the Bills can win that game. So the answer to the question, are the Bills a Super Bowl contender? Absolutely, in my opinion. But let's move on to Josh Allen. And like I said, this is the next segment on talking about the MVP race. And is Josh Allen a contender for the MVP? Because he was looking like it at the beginning of the season. Then towards the middle of the season, he started to slow down from his hot start. And now towards the final stretch, he's picking it right back up where he left off towards the beginning of the season and is playing great. So is Josh Allen a contender for MVP? And who is your MVP at this point in time? Andrew, I, I think he is. I mean, he's got to be at this point, considering how well he's played, especially in these last two weeks. And it seems like the MVP award, award excuse me, at this point is a week-to-week race. And Josh Allen has for sure inserted him into that top three, which probably includes him, Aaron Rodgers, and Patrick Mahomes at this point. I think at this point you have to go with Mahomes because usually it's the award for the best player on the best team. That's what it usually is for the award. I think you could definitely go with Aaron Rodgers. A lot of people go with Aaron Rodgers. I would not think you're an idiot if you go with Aaron Rodgers. At this point, to me, it's probably like a 51-49 split. I think it's that close. And at any point or any week, this could flip very easily, Andrew. Yeah, and the thing is with me, you seem very certain that it might be Mahomes. And I know you said it's kind of getting closer and closer, but I think you would say that as of right now, it isn't really much debate as of right now, this week, it isn't really much debate that it's Mahomes. And with that, I am kind of disagreeing because I think with Mahomes previous three interception performance, that really hurt him a lot. And you see against the Miami team, they're pretty good defense, but three interceptions. It's just not it. He's been making some dumb plays for being Patrick Mahomes. Normally you see him as a very smart and intelligent quarterback with high IQ, but he's just hasn't really been there. And he showcased that uh, in the Miami game. And I know Patrick Mahomes has been playing great all season and I'm not discrediting him at all. He's been great. And I think he's definitely in the top two or three in that MVP race. But as of right now, I say it could go to Aaron Rodgers, and I know Josh Allen is in there too. Especially if Josh Allen can keep up how he's been playing and win out, I think you can make a legitimate case for Josh Allen for MVP. And we could possibly see a Packers loss, maybe a Chiefs loss, and that opens a lane for Josh Allen to win MVP. And I think Aaron Rodgers, as of right now, probably deserves it over Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes over both of them. But I think there's a chance where we can see Josh Allen slide in and win that MVP because just how well he's been playing down the stretch and he had a really hot start and has been playing really good throughout the season. So his name is definitely in there. Aaron Rodgers has just been consistently good. He hasn't been doing much wrong all season. And Patrick Mahomes, he's the best player in football. And I think we know that, but of course, it's not about what we already know. It's about what we're seeing out of him up to date. 
And Patrick Mahomes, I think as of right now, I guess I can say he is the MVP. But what I saw against Miami is not what an MVP type quarterback does. And he was just making some really lackluster throws, really lazy throws, and has just not been on point. And I saw a play where he ran 30 yards back trying to escape the pressure and ended up just taking a 30 yard sack and pinning his punter back to the end zone to try to punt it out of there. Like that Miami game really, I I was really sold on Patrick Mahomes being the MVP, but that Miami game really shook things up in my head because what I saw out of Patrick Mahomes in that game is not what an MVP does. So I think that game itself, I think that game could have closed the deal for Patrick, Patrick Mahomes, excuse me, for closing that MVP race. But I think it just opened it up even more after his not so great performance, three interception performance from himself. We're not used to seeing that. And I don't really think that's who he truly was, but he played really poorly against Miami, even though they got the win. So I think that definitely opened the door for Aaron Rodgers and probably Josh Allen as well. But let's move on to our next topic. And normally this is a reoccurring segment that we have on this podcast about the NFC East just being horrible. But this week, we are here to praise the NFC East. And they actually aren't as bad as we've been saying in the past, and they've been proving it. Washington football team, they've won their past two games, uh, and they've been pretty good wins, especially that Pittsburgh Steelers win. That was a very good win. The Giants are up there as well. I know they beat the Seahawks in week 13. That's a very good accomplishment. The Cowboys won their previous game against the Bengals. Not a great win, but it's a win. And any team in the NFC East, if they're winning, it's a good thing. And the Philadelphia Eagles had a very impressive win with Jalen Hurts having his first start and first win against the Saints, who were going into the week, week 14, the number one seed in the NFC. So, Henry, what do you have to say about this NFC East? Because after all, and towards the final stretch, they are looking better and better. And they they were looking really awful towards the middle of that season. Really, really bad. Possibly the worst division we've ever seen in the history of the NFL. But what are you starting to see down the stretch? And are you liking what you see out of this NFC East? Andrew, liking what I see out of this, uh, that'd be strong. But the fact that they picked up some very, very big wins over the past couple of weeks is huge for the moral boost of the division as a whole, considering that they've beaten three of the top, probably at least 10 teams for sure in football, in the Steelers, the Saints, and the Seahawks. But, I mean, Andrew, knowing the way this is going, I can probably speak it into existence just because how crazy the NFL has been this year. I have a feeling that a team for the NFC East will probably win a playoff game. And I don't feel too bad saying that considering that it's going to be the e- it's going to be either the Giants or the football team. Yeah, it still feels weird saying the football team, in case you were wondering, against the Seahawks. And the Seahawks, if you shut their offense down, you're going to win the game. And both of those teams have a chance to do that. So I like the matchup for them. But, I mean, Andrew, the NFC East is starting to remove that nickname of the NFC least. Yeah, Henry, and... 
you see Washington football team who is leading the division currently at six and seven, which is not great, but they've definitely improved since the midseason mark. And you see the Dallas Cowboys in last place at four and nine. Do the math. That's two games separating first and last place in the division. And with all of them winning recently, this makes the division a lot more competitive and a lot more interesting, which I enjoy. And that's why I'm really liking what I'm seeing because we have a true divisional race in the NFC East. And as of right now, or as of the middle of the season, excuse me, we didn't think we'd be getting that. But right now, we are getting an actual good divisional race between the Washington football team, New York Giants, Philadelphia Eagles, and Dallas Cowboys. And they've all, they're all within reach of taking that division. And there's a lot of divisional matchups they have coming up within the last three weeks of the season. So I am really excited to see who can possibly take this division because they're all looking very good as of right now. And I know I didn't think I'd be saying that at the beginning of the season or middle of the season, excuse me. But as of right now, they are all looking like solid football teams and they're not amazing. But compared to what they were doing towards the middle of the season, they have all made really nice improvements. And there's even a chance. I know this is crazy, but last place Dallas still has a legitimate shot at winning this division. So I'm kind of liking what I see out of the uh, uh, NFC East because now we actually have a true divisional race. But moving on to a team that isn't typically good, but as of late, they've been playing very well and including their quarterback, Baker Mayfield. So the Cleveland Browns, uh, this is one thing I also didn't think I'd be saying. The Cleveland Browns are a really good football team, I think. But they, they, they had a tough game against the Ravens, tough loss. I think they probably should have won that game. But we've been seeing some serious strides from Baker Mayfield becoming the quarterback that the number one overall pick in the uh, draft two drafts ago should have been. And or three drafts ago, excuse me. Baker Mayfield is becoming the quarterback that he should have been coming out of college, that Heisman type quarterback. So what, what do you have to make out of the Browns and their previous performances and their season in general so far? Do you think they are legitimate contenders? I mean, Andrew, they're good. They, they're better. I'll tell you what, without Odo Beckham, and it's, it's not even arguable at this point. I mean, Baker Mayfield and Odo Beckham Jr. are just not meant for each other. If there's one thing the Browns do this offseason is just – Get better on defense and trade Odo Beckham Jr. for whatever you can get for him because he is not a scheme fit. He's just not a fit for this Browns team. But, Andrew, are they a Super Bowl contender? Probably not. Could they make the Super Bowl? Probably because this is just how the NFL has been this year. And knowing knowing this, we'll probably get a Browns football team Super Bowl, Andrew. And to be honest with you, I wouldn't be all that mad just – to see underdogs make the Super Bowl, that'd be really fun. But I wouldn't necessarily say they're a bona fide Super Bowl contender that when you look at them, like the Bills and like the Chiefs that you look at in the AFC and even the Steelers. But, I mean, they can definitely make the Super Bowl if they get hot and they run the ball well, they have an efficient quarterback, and they can stop the run. Nah. They can kind of stop the run. And if they get healthy in the secondary, they'll be significantly better against the pass. So I think that the Browns can definitely make the Super Bowl. Do I consider them a a huge contender? Probably not. 
Yeah, and I think the key thing on how the Browns have been playing so well recently is the play of Baker Mayfield. And he's been playing so good lately. And I was not a huge believer of Baker Mayfield coming into the season. But as of right now, Baker Mayfield is playing very, very well. And between the past two weeks, the Tennessee Titans game and the Baltimore Ravens game, Baker Mayfield is looking like probably a top 10 quarterback, if not top eight. That's how good he's been playing. And Baker Mayfield and the Cleveland Browns are now a team you have to think about and a team that you might even lose to. I think the Browns have a shot at beating any team in the NFL. Do I think they will beat any team in the NFL? Let's say if you have the Browns and Chiefs play each other next week, I don't think the Browns will win, but they definitely will give the Chiefs some trouble. And I think they can compete in any game. And that helps with Miles Garrett in that defense. They're playing really, really good. And they're not, they're not a top defense in the NFL, but they've been playing very good. And Miles Garrett has been playing like one of the best defensive ends in the NFL this season. And with the Browns defense, they just have to be sufficient enough to allow Baker Mayfield in that offense. Even if Baker Mayfield doesn't have a good game, if that defense can be good enough to give, uh, to get a couple stops and to give Baker Mayfield a little bit of a cushion, this Browns team can be very good. And Nick Chubb, I think, is probably the most underrated running back in the NFL. You have Kareem Hunt as well, who's also very good. And I know Baker Mayfield's weapons in terms of the pass game aren't ideal, but they're not awful compared to some of these other teams and other playoff teams in the NFL. So the Browns, I think they're a contender. I think they're definitely a playoff team. I don't know if they can win the Super Bowl right now, but you never know. Like you said, you never know. The Browns are a very good football team and we can see If they can make a run in the playoffs and get hot, Baker Mayfield looks like he's getting hot. And this Browns team could potentially make a run. But Henry, let's move on to our last segment of this uh, week 13 and 14 uh, NFL podcast. And this last segment is who will get the last spot in each conference. And we're coming down to the final three weeks and the races, playoff races are getting close. So who do you think will get that uh, extra seventh spot, which the NFL added this season, which is indeed a wild card spot this season? Who will get that seventh spot in each conference with the NFC and AFC? You know, Andrew, for the NFC, I think it stays the same. I think the schedule is just a line where the only two other teams competing, the Browns, or excuse me, the Bears and the Vikings, they play each other. So that will knock one of them out. And whoever wins... The Bears have to play the Packers and the Vikings have to play the Saints, both of which I think they'll probably end up losing unless the Packers have the number one seed locked up at that point. So maybe the Bears would have a chance if they beat the Vikings, but if they don't, neither of those teams I think can make the playoffs. And I think the Cardinals, if they beat the teams they're supposed to beat, which are the Eagles and the 49ers and lose to the Rams, I think they should be in the playoffs. And in the AFC, I mean, the Ravens, have the best schedule the rest of the year. I mean, it's pretty obvious. I don't think they face a team who has a record over 500. And in the case of the Dolphins and the Raiders, their their schedules are too hard. They have to play each other. So I don't think there's really any way, unless obviously one of those teams wins out and the 
Ravens choke game, but I don't think that ends up happening. So I think the Cardinals get the seventh spot in the NFC and the Ravens get the seventh spot in the AFC, Andrew. Yeah, and the Cardinals right now are one game ahead of the Vikings and Chicago. And unless Arizona loses two and expecting that Chicago and Minnesota each have one loss, each at least, with Arizona being a game ahead of both of them, I don't see a way Arizona loses uh, two out of their last three, especially with the Eagles and 49ers who are both losing record teams. And I can see them losing the Rams game in week 17, but I think they will at least win uh, those two games against the Eagles and 49ers in week 15 and 16. And I think it's definitely possible we see the Cardinals losing two, but as we know, the Bears and Vikings, one of them will lose two games, and I, I expect the other to lose at least one. So the Cardinals right now at seven, they, they make the most sense to me to stay there and get that final spot in the playoffs. And for the AFC, right now you see Miami, the Dolphins at the seven spot, but I think that will change. And the Ravens have the easiest schedule, easy, easiest stretch schedule in the NFL. They're playing three very weak teams who I, I believe, I'm not exactly sure the teams they are playing, but I know they all have five wins or under, I believe. So they should be able to win all three. And with Miami right now, they are sitting uh, at seven. But the Ravens and Dolphins do both have an eight and five record, although the Dolphins have the tiebreaker over them and are sitting at seven. I expect that to change because the Dolphins have a tough matchup week 17 against the Bills. We've already talked about the Bills. They are probably the second best football team in the NFL right now. And I, there's a chance the Dolphins can win that game. But that's assuming the Dolphins win their uh, previous two games coming into that week, which I think is doable. But winning that third game, I don't, I don't know if they'll be able to do it. The Bills are a really good football team. And with that being said, with the Dolphins going two and one and down the final stretch, predicting that the Dolphins go two and one and the Ravens go three and oh, with them coming into week 15 with the same record at eight and five, that would put the Ravens above them knocking Miami out of the playoff race. So who gets that last spot? I think the Ravens knock Miami out of the playoff race in the AFC. And I think the Cardinals stay put in that last playoff spot in the NFC. But I think that's all we got, Henry. And if you have nothing else to say, I think we can wrap it up. Yeah, Andrew, like you said, I think this would be a great time to wrap up today's podcast. Be prepared for a podcast. We will have another one dropping tomorrow. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and download this podcast. And we'll see you guys next time on the Last Take Sports Podcast.